Welcome to the Gravity Technique podcast. My name is Kaz and I'm the creator of the Gravity Technique, which is a bridge between the face-meltingly boring science world and the practical application of how your body actually works. I've spent 20 years researching anatomy and movement so you don't have to, and this podcast is where I deep dive into debunking, de-jargoning and myth-busting some of our most common ailments. So if you're ready to feel empowered and take responsibility for your own health and well-being, let's get started. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about our breathing and breathing has become more and more a subject of our focus in the last few years, which is great to see because stress deeply affects our breathing. And we've had some fairly seismic shifts happening um, in the UK, particularly, but across the world. In the UK, we've seen a change at the head of our government. We're seeing a change at the moment at the head of our state. Um, we're in a period of mourning at the moment um, and there's just, you know, wars happening across the world, all this sort of stuff. And it's this, you know, this global stress that we're experiencing as well as kids, work, returning to school, juggling everything, dealing with your boss and all of the other stuff that life kind of throws at us. So, Breathing is incredibly affected by how we feel. So when we feel relaxed and at ease, our breathing is deep and it's slow and it's steady and it's very easy. And when we're stressed, part of our fight and flight response is also to freeze. So there is an opportunity for us to fight whatever it is that we perceive as a threat. We also can mobilise ourselves to run away, so we appropriate oxygen to different muscles throughout the body. But also there is an element of if it's faster than us, so we'll go back to our saber-toothed tiger analogy, that we can't outrun it because it's going to run us down, it's going to eat us. Uh, We can't fight it because obviously it's a saber-toothed tiger and we're a soft little human, so we're going to get eaten. So the other thing that we would do or other, you know, option available to us is to hide. And when we truly hide, when we really hide, and you might remember this from when you were a kid um, and you're playing hide-and-seek with your friends, if you really, really don't want to get caught, you duck down, you hide wherever it is in your hiding place, and then you stop breathing. And we as humans have the ability to do that. We have the ability to hold our breath and, and you know, stop our breathing for, you know, certain amounts of time. So with that in mind, the, we don't have a saber-toothed tiger anymore, but we do have an email or a telephone call or an irate boss or an irate client or um, somebody who cuts us up on the roundabout or somebody that we've inadvertently... Um, cut up on the roundabout and now they're very angry at us and all of these things that cause us to be in a perceived um, stressful situation we then choose to hold our breathing so with that in mind when we start breathing again then we take this big breath in and we can over breathe so generally as a general rule, and this was looked at in the Buteco method, that we breathe way more than 
we need to. And particularly in stressful situations, if we've been holding our breath, we then reverse the cycle and we start to breathe. We breathe shallowly and we breathe up into the upper part of the the lungs, upper part of the shoulders. um, And we're not breathing down into our tummy. So thinking about that, if you imagine that you've got a smile across the base of the back of your ribs and you want to broaden that smile as much as you can. And we're thinking about the ribs going out to each side of the the room. So out into your underarms, out towards your elbows, rather than the front of your chest going up and down. So if you take a couple of normal breaths and just notice where your breath moves, which part of the chest moves, you might find that it's your front of your chest that goes up and down quite easily. And that would be sensible because the front part of your chest is cartilage. So it's soft, whereas the ribs are bones and they're not so easily manoeuvrable. But actually, your ribs aren't attached to your spine. Well, they are attached to your spine, but they're not they're not bolted into your spine. They are buttoned into your spine via a facet joint. So and that facet joint is mobile. So when we breathe, we actually have the capacity to breathe into the sides of the ribs, a bit like a concertina. If you imagined um, your concertina person uh, pulling the concertina out to each side and then contracting back in towards the centre. And it's the same with our breathing. So when we breathe in, we want to broaden the smile at the base of the back of the ribs Send those ribs out towards the elbows and out towards the sides of the rooms, side of the room. And then as you breathe out, you're bringing your ribs back in towards your spine. So there's not as much movement on the front of your chest. And ultimately, what we want to encourage is more movement on the back of your chest, because that is where your lungs are. So the front of your chest where your heart is, is all heart and pericardium, which is the tent that your heart lives in. And that all resides in the front of your chest. There's actually not much lung tissue. There isn't any lung tissue in the front centre of the chest. And the lung tissue starts at the side of the chest and the lungs expand into the back of your ribs, the back of your chest. So with that in mind, surely that's where we want to be breathing more. So again, the next breath that you take in, we're breathing into the ribs going out to the sides and we're sending the back of the ribs towards the wall behind you. Now you can, if you haven't got any shoulder issues, you can put your hands around the side of your ribs with the fingers facing forwards and the thumbs facing towards your back and then in towards the spine. And that gives us some nice... um, weight to move into, the weight of the hands. If your shoulders and your wrists aren't very happy with that, you can just rest the backs of your hands onto the back and side of your ribs. Same thing, just different orientation for the shoulders. And you just breathe into your hands. And allow the ribs to expand into the weight and the pressure that your hands are bringing into the back of your ribs. So that's one kind of way of looking at how do we breathe and just bringing our attention to how we breathe is key because if we don't realise 
that we're persistently breathing into the top of the lungs, into the top of the shoulders, that top third, then we're not aware that the rest of the body is remaining dormant. And we need to breathe into the solar plexus. We need to breathe into the base of the ribs. Because when we do that and the diaphragm moves appropriately, moves adequately, then that massages the organs in the abdomen. And that helps us with your processes of detoxification and elimination. So, as I say, at the moment, we are seeing some real seismic shift happening. And really, on a granular, more granular level, on a day-to-day basis in our own lives, we have seismic shifts that we go through in our lives. And a tool that I've had as a go-to for a really long time now and, and a gravity technique that I love is square breathing. So Samavriti, as it's taught in yoga and also in many other traditions, the process of lengthening your breath to equal lengths. Buteco obviously specialised in this um, and yoga have their own pranayama you know, section. One of the limbs of yoga is, uh, is pranayama, which is breath work, not just the asanas that we see on uh, the day-to-day Instagram and, and on our internet stuff. So with that in mind, how do we do square breathing? So take this and use this as a technique. It's a practice, not a perfect. So just have a play around with it and see how it feels. Now I breathe to a count of four, but depending on how advanced, you not use the words advanced, I don't like it, um, but depending on how much breath work you've done, let's do that. So it may be that you're breathing into a count of two, Maybe that you're breathing into a count of four. If you're a little bit further on with your breathing journey, you may be counting into a count of six, something like that. But we're going to use four. And when you're counting, you want to have your count at the same rate as your heartbeat, if you can. And if you're not sure about your heart, stick your hand on it and see how many, you know, if you can feel it bumping underneath your hand. So with our square breathing, we're bringing our in-breath and our out-breath initially to something that looks like the same length. So you breathe in for a count of four and out for a count of four. And that makes two sides of our square. What we introduce after that is the possibility of a pause at the end of the in-breath. And you can make that for a count of two or a count of four. Depends what is comfortable for you. And we're not pushing or forcing our breath. And that gives us three sides of our box. And then the final side of our box is the pause at the end of the out breath. So we try this together. So initially just breathing in for four and out for four and see how that feels. If you need to reduce to three or two, do. If you want to increase to five or six, do. It's your breathing, nobody else's. So... You do what feels right for you. So we breathe in for the count of four. One, two, three, four. And we breathe out for the count of four. One, two, three, four. And you can repeat this as many times as you like. Breathing in for the count of four. One, two, three, four. And breathing out for the count of four. One, two, three, four. 
and we just practice this. And every time we come to the end, we just allow the breath to come in and out normally and just notice the sensations that you feel in your body. You might feel some fuzziness as things start to move around. You might feel something in your tummy. You might feel something in your uh, in your head. But just noticing and staying with any sensations that move through. As always, if anything doesn't feel nice, you take responsibility for your own health and well-being. So if it doesn't feel good, you stop what you're doing and you pop me a message. So... If you want to bring your pauses in and that feels comfortable for you, you can breathe in for the count of four. One, two, three, four. You can hold for two or four. And again, it's not a push or a force. And then you just relax and release for one, two, three, four. And you leave your out breath gone for two or four. Before you just let the in-breath come in of its own accord, it's very gentle, for the one, two, three, four. And then we pause at the top of that lovely in-breath, one, two, three, four, and you breathe out, one, two, three, four, and you leave at the end of your pause, one, two, three, four. And you can do this as many times as you like. As I say, it's a practice, not a perfect. So if you do one or two rounds isolated and then maybe do a little bit more, maybe do a little bit more, maybe do a little bit more. So it's you being guided by you. It's a great process for reconnecting with your body. It's a great process for reconnecting with how you feel. We've talked about that before. You know, we live in a, a time where we kind of forget ourselves a little bit. We're in an information age and there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in life. So with that in mind, we get taken out of our bodies into our external world. And this is a great way of reconnecting with yourself. And you can do your square breathing when you're sitting in the car waiting for the kids to come out of school, when you're in between Zoom calls at work, when you're in the restroom at at work. So if you're having a testing time, in your environment, whether that's at work or at home or wherever you are, you can just, you know, dip into the loo and just sit and have a moment doing your square breathing. And it just helps to regulate all the systems in the body, helps to switch off the fight and flight response in your body, all those stresses, and just brings everything back into a nice balance. So as we go through this you know, period of great change. It's a lovely gravity technique tool to have in your toolkit to come back to again and again. So have a try. See how you feel. Um, Pop me a message. I love your comments and your questions about uh, the techniques that we share here. And if you want to get in touch, you can always come and get in touch with me at www.gravitytechnique.com. And, you know, let me know how you're getting on with this stuff. Please like and share us so that we don't disappear into the podcast ether. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening.